This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Lots to unpack here. Lots to unpack. Phillies lose game three. Really a frustrating, frustrating loss. The Phillies had opportunities to win that game. They got an incredibly well-pitched game out of Ranger Suarez, and they didn't take advantage of it. And, and the offense is to blame mostly for this game. We'll also get to some decision-making by Rob Thompson, really more pregame stuff than when he used relief pitchers. I mean, when you only score one run and it's on a wild pitch, you're not going to win a playoff game, especially a road playoff game. So a lot to unpack here. We'll look forward to game number four. I am not worried about the Diamondbacks winning this series. I am more frustrated at the Phillies in game number three. I do, however, not so much with the rest of this series, but just in general, with the as this run continues, hopefully to a World Series, I still believe to a World Series, I see some big picture issues the Phillies need to figure out and need to conquer quicker, you know, sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they will run into some trouble in the World Series. But as far as yesterday goes, a couple things stand out as we look forward to game number four tonight in Arizona. All right, so I said it the other day on WIP, a lot of, lot of resistance because the Phillies were winning, the vibes were high. I'll say it again right now. Alec Bohm cannot protect Bryce Harper in the lineup. It is a total mistake to keep Bohm behind Bryce Harper in the lineup. It cannot continue. And if it does, the Phillies will effectively be voluntarily taking the bat out of the hands of their best hitter. Yesterday, Bryce Harper saw 17 pitches. 16 of them were out of the strike zone. Nobody fears Alec Bohm right now. Nobody. He's hitting 188 in the playoffs. There's not much pop there. Yesterday, the one hit he had was a 60-foot dribbler up the third baseline. He is a singles-hitting 188 hitter right now. I don't understand why we're doing this loyalty thing or the lineup. at the, the, like The Phillies have to stop relying on vibes for everything. It's obvious that Bohm is not in a good spot right now. It is obvious Real Muto and Castellanos are better options right now. It, it just, it's plain as day. And if I'm an opposing manager, if I'm Tori Laveau, if I'm Dusty Baker, if I'm Bruce Bochy, Bryce Harper wouldn't see a pitch in the strike zone again in October until they get someone behind him in the lineup that I fear. Not that's only, you know, hitting well is one thing that I fear. I have some fear of Real Muto. I have a lot of fear when he's right about Castellanos. Does anybody fear Alec Bohm? 
Maybe if you have a soft-tossing lefty on the mound, he could obviously pop one out. But does anybody in baseball fear Alec Bohm? No. I mean, he's not a, a, a fearsome hitter. He is a good contact hitter, and he is has a knack for knocking guys in when they're on base for, with singles, typically up the middle or, or to, to left field or on, on the ground. You know, he has a knack for that. And that's, a, that's a nice thing he's carved out for himself as a major leaguer. But there's no fear of Alec Bohm that he's going to crush you for two or three home runs in a game or in a series. That's not what it is. And the Phillies rolled with this, but now it is becoming evident that teams have reacted. Harper is on an all-time level in the postseason. I'm not pitching to that guy. So they could keep doing this, and they could say, well, I believe in my guys, and Alec will get hot. Well, in the post, you know, in the regular season, a steady hand makes a lot of sense because it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, right? So if you're watching a runner across a marathon and they have a bad quarter mile, a bad half mile, you don't panic because this is a long race, and that runner is trained for this. That's the season. The season now turns into a sprint, and the Phillies have an opportunity here, heading into Game 4 and the rest of the postseason, to remake this lineup and to fix this lineup. Make compounding issues is Stotts also not hitting behind Bohm. So that 4-5 combination where it should be a real damage area with this lineup, especially if they're going to walk Bryce, it's just not providing anything right now. Not enough, and the Phillies need to change it. So that is one issue that needs to be fixed pretty quickly. The second issue is Johan Rojas uh, hitting ninth, and we know the defense is special. He almost made a catch yesterday on the Moreno hit to the outfield, the double, that I think would have been a home run in like 26 out of 30 parks. I mean, just an enormous hit by Moreno there. And he almost made a play on it. He made one before that. Nice play. He is a brilliant center fielder, but right now Johan Rojas as a hitter is really giving them nothing at the bottom. It, it's it's effectively like having a pitcher hit. I mean, that that's what it's been like. The Phillies have gone almost backwards here to the old National League days where the pitcher hits. That that's how that's how rough it's been for Rojas as a hitter so far in the postseason. He is hitting right now. He is hitting 091 in the postseason so far. Oh 091 in this series. He's hitting 063. 063. Two hits in 32 at bats. His on base percentage is 091. Excuse me, I, I, I shortchanged. Yeah, I, I thought that was his batting average. That is his on base. His slugging is 094. He has a 185 OPS. It is an instant out right now. That being said, I would leave him in there. His defense is superb. I don't think you're getting much more out of, let's say, a combination of Pache, if you put him in for him, or if you put Cave in the lineup and you put Marsh back to center. I don't think you're getting much more. Now, if you were bold enough, the Phillies were bold enough to put Schwarber in the outfield, you know, they could do something like that. And Marsh in center, you could put Sosa at third, and you could DH Bohm. Like that, that, and I know Bohm has been much better and, and actually made some really nice plays at third base, but you could, you could do something like that. I mean, you could also put Ro, um, Sosa at shortstop and D.H. Turner. I know Turner's made some really good plays, obviously some bonehead plays in, in the field as well. I'm just saying if you're trying to optimize the lineup, you could put a Sosa in against a lefty and you could take Rojas out and you could kind of move parts around. But I think Cave or Pache would be the 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 next kind of plays to put in there. I don't think you're getting much more offensively out of either anyway. So I would just leave the Rojas thing at bay for right now. But it really is, it's, it's interesting to follow how different it is when it's a tight game versus it's the you know the the best hitters are, are hitting the ball out of the yard right when Schwarber's hitting it out of the yard Turner 
Castellanos, Harper. It's like, ah, whatever. Who cares if Boehm hits? Who cares if Rojas hits? Well, it matters if nobody's hitting because then it, it just compounds the issues there. Now, as far as the bullpen goes, was going to Orion a mistake there? I don't think so. He's shown a lot of moxie. He's shown great stuff. He didn't have it yesterday. They, they got hits off his slider. It happens. I'm not worried about Orion. Uh, as far as Kimbrell in the ninth inning, you know, Kimbrell has gotten the job done. This is who Kimbrell is. He's a tightrope. He's a tightrope walk. You know, it's going to be difficult every time to trust him. He's going to put guys on base. I saw Cattell Marte say yesterday he saw he couldn't throw, you know, his curve for a strike, so he kind of just sat fastball there. I mean, it, it, that's what happens. It, if Kimbrell's on a, has an off night, it it could go awry. So the Phillies, you know, that that's part of the reality of having of having Craig Kimbrell, and it will be, you know, you'll have to hold your breath every single time he comes in, the rest of the way. So those are the issues right now with the Phillies, and. The other big thing as we look forward to game four is they just need to hit. You know, I, I think a lot's going to be put on topper. We'll talk a lot about the lineup. But the fact of the matter is they didn't hit yesterday. Brandon Fott was awesome and way better than his numbers indicate. That kid could pitch. Uh, he, you know, he was a top 30-ish prospect before he came up this season. And there's hope for him in the future. He reminds me a little bit of Brandon Webb. He was a little bit harder than Brandon Webb. But that kind of crossfire with the movement on his pitch is very difficult when he's on. He, he looks like he could be a, a top-tier pitcher you know, at some point, maybe next season or, or, or soon after that. So the Diamondbacks have a good pitcher there. He just hadn't shown it so far in the major leagues. I'm not surprised based on the stuff we saw yesterday that Philly struggled, but... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here is one then to keep an eye on. And I mentioned this the other day. I mentioned on, on the midday show. The the home road stuff with the Phillies is is shifting here. You know, they got six of their first eight playoff games this year at home. The only two on the road were in Atlanta for game one and two. And then, obviously, yesterday was, uh, was the next road game in Arizona. Now, they have two more in Arizona. And then they'll potentially come home for six and seven. Hopefully not. Phillies win these next two. This thing is over. And then we'll see next year. It's 2-2 Texas and Houston. If it's Texas, you know, game one and two could be in Texas. Game six and seven in Texas. Game three, four, five here. So after six of eight to start the postseason at home, the Phillies could end this postseason with seven of their last 10 on the road. And here is what's jumping out to me. And it, it feels like night and day. So the Phillies at home bludgeon the baseball so far this postseason. They, they have just hit the cover off the ball, home run after home run. Obviously, the crowd's into it. I think they're more comfortable at home. On the road so far now in the postseason, in three games, they've scored three runs, four runs, and one run. Okay, That is a total of eight runs in three games. That is less than three runs per game. And they have hit two total home runs. The, the difference is, I mean, totally night and day. To win the World Series, they're going to have to figure out how to score some runs on the road. I mean, that that's it. The pitching has been incredible. I think I saw you. I mean, yesterday, Ranger passed Sandy Koufax for the best ERA through five starts or, or so of a, a postseason career, which is just like it makes your head spin just hearing that comparison. And they got really good. You know, I'm not blaming the pitching for yesterday. You, you score one run, you lose. And that one run was kind of a make-believe run anyway. It was on a wild pitch. They didn't even hit their way to the hit or the run. So 
they have to figure out how to score on the road. They, they have to figure out how to do it. And, you know, Arizona, although it's a high elevation, they put the humidor in there. That The ball doesn't carry there like it does at Philadelphia. And you saw it yesterday with some of the fly balls they had that just didn't didn't have the carry to them. It's... It, it real. I don't. I don't know if it is in their heads. I don't know if it's the ballpark change. I don't know what it is. But I don't believe the Phillies can win the World Series hitting at a meek level on the road. As great as the pitching has been, it's very. It's a lot to ask. Like the way they won Game One in Atlanta, you know, behind range with three nothing. It's it, that's a lot to ask to win. You know, road playoff games in Houston or in Texas like that. It's it's just a lot. And the way they played yesterday, and they almost won the game. They certainly could have won the game. But boy, that's a lot to ask. Your pitching staff to go nine innings without almost making any sort of mistake. That's a lot to ask. And as we look forward to game four tonight, I'm putting this game on the offense. The Phillies offense from Schwarber to Turner to Harper to whoever they put behind Harper to the whole thing. They've got to score runs tonight. They need to because tonight and the Phillies will start Christopher Sanchez, which I do agree with the decision. But the Phillies are going to give up some runs tonight. I'd be very surprised if the Diamondbacks walk out of tonight with only two or three runs. It's just, this is the recipe. A bullpen game. You know, Sanchez has a pitch in September. Who knows what's behind him? Is it Walker? We'll get to that in a second. Is it Lorenzen? Is it more of the the regular bullpen guys? Is it Soto? But whatever it is, it's a recipe for the Diamondbacks to score some runs tonight off the Phillies. So the offense needs to carry the day tonight. I don't think it's a lot to ask when, when the Diamondbacks are starting Joe Mantplay and a whole bullpen game to put five or six runs on the board. So if the Phillies pitching their bullpen game, their Sanchez slash bullpen game gives up four or five, you should still be able to win that baseball game. That, that Tonight is on the offense to show, can they hit in the postseason away from Philadelphia? Because so far, they have not. Now, as far as tonight, I think it's the right decision. I would go with Sanchez. Now, the Walker thing just boggles my mind. So... I'm I'm good with this. Again, I, I like Sanchez over Walker. But but why is Walker on these rosters? Taiwan Walker so far has been a complete waste of a roster spot in the postseason. He didn't pitch against the Marlins. He didn't pitch against the Braves. He's not going to start a game in this series. And they've discussed how he takes a long time to get ready. He's never pitched in relief before. I I, I suppose there's a chance he does pitch tonight. Let's say Sanchez gets them through three. And then maybe they rev up Walker in the bullpen to try to come out and give them a couple innings. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's never pitched in relief in his career. Are they really going to ask him to do that if it's a tight game in game four on the road in the NLCS? If they don't, let's just say they don't, there is a real chance that Taiwan Walker goes the NL wildcard, NLDS, NLCS on the roster without participating in a single inning. Why is he on this roster? Why is he here? I understand giving yourself options, but the Phillies are carrying multiple bats right now that are doing nothing, including, as we talked about Roas, a glove-first bat that is hitting ninth and giving them totally zero at the plate. The Reese Hoskins thing I come back to because Reese Hoskins uh, on Sunday Topper said he's doing everything but taking fielding practice. He's sliding. That means to me, physically, he is cleared to play the game. He's cleared to run bases. He's cleared to slide. It's just a matter of timing for him. And I understand wanting to give him more, more timing. But if Taiwan Walker is on this roster but not participating, I would have rather had Reese Hoskins solely as a pinch hitter. Solely as a pinch hitter. So last night, tonight, game five, potential game six, whatever it is, you could put him at the plate in a big spot for Rojas and maybe he'll hit one out. Maybe he won't, but Rojas is an instant out. So you have an instant out in your lineup. It's like the pitcher. And you you could have had a 30-home run bat 
on your bench, just raring to go to try to hit one out. I'm not, I in the World Series, I think that's what they're going to do anyway. It just strikes me as why is Walker in this on this roster for no purpose? We'll see if he pitches tonight. I have my doubts they actually will put him on the mound because he takes forever to warm up. He's bad in his first inning anyway, and he's never pitched in relief. It is one of the most bizarre, you know, roster decisions, roster you know, manipulations I've ever seen, roster management things I've ever seen in the postseason with a team. Putting a pitcher out, you know, on, on the roster, a starter, that they don't think can pitch in relief, and then not starting him. It's like, why is he here? Why is he on this roster? Look, I still feel the Phillies are going to win this series. I am not panicking. Certainly some reasons for concern. Certainly some reasons to kind of open our eyes and some changes the Phillies need to make. Uh, ASAP, if they're going to be the best team they possibly could be the rest of this series, and go win themselves a National League Championship on the way to the postseason. Enjoy Game 4. Enjoy Game 5. We'll talk on WIP Daily about the Phils next week. Of course, on the Midday Show, Monday. And, uh, and of course, moving forward as we hopefully get ready for a World Series. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Of course, the YouTube page. Check it out. 94 WIP. Appreciate listening to WIP Daily.